Welcome back to Blue Milk Boys. Folks, we're recording on May the 4th. Technically, it's still May the 4th for me and Spencer. I know it's officially May the 5th for Fredo now. It's so it's Star Wars. It's Revenge of the 5th. Yes. Um, It's Star Wars Day. Uh, Fredo and Spencer are here. We're celebrating our favorite film franchise in all of film today. I don't know about Mm -hmm. you. Is it it your favorite franchise, guys? Mine? Yeah. Uh, You know, we had had a, a little rough... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it, Star Wars have been going through it, but you know, I, I think today was a very good day for me. Just looking at Star Wars content online, and then watching the Clone Wars, and it's and then seeing the uh, Taika or whatever be the yeah be director. I know you'll get into that, but it was it's been pretty good vibes lately, and Star Wars is pulling me back in. Everybody comes home eventually, bro. Eventually, just I hope JJ Abrams has been kicked out the house, bro. I hope he's never. I hope he never touches Star Wars ever again. I hate that dude. So he's much. moving on to like X Men. Oh my god, I saw that. It's like the, the what is it like the Dark X Men or something? Or no, no, he's doing uh, Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. I hope it bombs. Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, is Star Wars your favorite film franchise? No, not really. Ooh, what is your favorite film franchise? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. I haven't even seen the last two movies. The garbage. You haven't seen the Chris Pratt one? No. The first one's enjoyable, but the first Chris Pratt one's okay. The second one, I, you and I both saw it. I think it was a big pile of dog shit. Yeah. The only good, yeah, just like scene out of how many that movie times was... lesson. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, like the only good scene from that movie was when they were riding out and the island was on fire. And you just see the oh, dinosaur crying the, out. The Brachiosaurus? Yeah, that was that, actually that was pain. Yeah, a ton <laughs> of pain. But the whole the rest of the movie stinks. The one thing about the Jurassic World, the Jurassic World sequel, uh, is that they use more practical effects than the first one, which I thought was mm-hmm. good. But anyway. I love my, I love practical effects. We we always talk about that from Spider Man. Yeah, practical effects are the Fox best. CGI. Fox CGI. Jesus yeah. Christ. Put in the extra effort. Go go practical. Oh, it's go watch boring. Batman versus Superman. It's just the, the worst. lowest effort. Like <laughs> nothing. Ugh, disgusting. They have, they have Batman moving like he's in the Arkham games in that movie. He just moves like a ballerina. He's like 250 pounds of pure muscle, <laughs> and he's just moving off on on his tippy toes, like flipping all over the place. Yeah, it the the first scene is very uncomfortable for me when he's like like literally running on the walls as the cops trying to shoot him. Wait. Oh, in this first in the first scene of Batman vs Superman, yeah, and you know how Batman's like moving off the wall. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns around, like barely see that yeah. movie so bad. I didn't even remember yeah. that scene. <laughs> but it is Star Wars Day, guys. The finale, yeah. the series finale of Star Wars: The Clone Wars has just dropped. Um, Spencer hasn't seen it. Me and Fredo have seen it. Wait, uh, I have a random thought before you get into it. All right, yeah, what's up? It's related. Uh, right, it's not related at all, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about like game preservation, uh, and it, it's so sad because like we can play emulators of games that we used to own now. Like, correct. Can, as long as you as long as you own the game in your closet, it's like legal to make an emulator because it's just easier to play it. Yes. What bothers me is that like in the future, there's there won't be emulators for today's games. Like the preservation will be like abominable because game files are like 200 gigabytes 
So how I mean, are we going to emulate them? Backwards compatible now. Everything's going to be backwards compatible. Yeah, but like, I mean, I like I'm talking about by the time we're like 40, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm pretty I don't sure know, years from now. whatever gaming system will be out at that point, we'll be able to play. Because I can play I can play Xbox games, like original yeah. Xbox games on Steam right now. Yeah. They're going to figure I out some, some kind of way, bro. Video games are like literal like art. They they should be preserved. There, there's some games, you know, yeah. they're so important to culture. They're, they're going to be. I think preserved. we're going to change. I think we're going to change we gonna the change. way we play games again. Like, we're, I don't think we're going to have yeah. CD discs for video games in the it's future. Cloud, it's cloud stuff is the future. Yeah. And that, and that worries me, like, more than anything. I mean, yeah, obviously you're going to have to, For like, preservation we're gonna games. Make, we're going to have to make advancements in, like, how we, like, our band, internet bandwidth and shit like that. But I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the that's the future for gaming. But I, I, as far like, what do you mean as far as, like, preserving games? Like, how does streaming affect that? Because they can go away. In the snap of a finger, but isn't mm. streaming like beneficial to preserving games? They'll be no. I think it, I think it's great. I, I like the idea of cloud-based gaming. I think it's amazing. I'm just saying, like, let me give you one example of a very random situation. But the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game came out, and it was like okay, it was pretty good. People liked it. Yes, and it's gone now. You can't get it anymore because they never released a physical copy for it. And I think eventually in the future. That's how it's going to be. And then once those, the licensing for those games are up, we'll never be able to play them again. Okay, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like you don't think the people who are in charge of the, the cloud-based gaming services are going to be able to, like, or they're going to want to put in the effort to port a game over. Yeah, and, like, in 20 years after the game's released, like, now we have cartridges and stuff. And luckily, people have been able to port them to emulators online that you can play, but... We're not going to be able to, like, unless there's a huge advancement in data compression, I'm never going to be able to download Red Dead on my computer. It's 200 gigabytes. Yeah, man. We're we're getting physical copies of games. Like, that's that's not going to exist in, like, 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Fredo, what do you I think about the Clone Wars finale? Um, it gave me a lot of thoughts. I see really... I really love the, 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 the four-part series. I... I am not watching the previous episodes. They just bored the shit out of me. No, why and, would you? You know, I remember when we did like an earlier episode of the podcast and I was talking about the, the fight choreography and how it just throws me off. Yes. And this is, it was not the case for this. Like this was really well done. And uh, I think even like from like the, when Clone Wars first came out and like, oh wait, I've really never been a fan of the art style for how just mm-hmm. everything looks, but I don't know something in this four parts. I really just loved it throughout. It was very emotional. I mean, you know, like you knew what was going to happen, who was going to survive. You know, Darth Maul and Sagatano and Rex. And I guess that did, does kill a little bit of the suspense. But like the parts I really did like was a Sagatano like saving Rex, uh, killing the inhibitor chip, and everything. Uh, Darth Maul was completely ruthless and crazy bro it gave me the thought he, he did not have a lightsaber no bro, lightsabers we, we need more of this the world has progressed past the need for lightsabers i i completely agree i completely agree bro it was lightsabers off with, with with doors bro we don't need lightsabers, lightsabers are cool yes what makes star wars cool really cool is the force Bro, yes. the, it was fucking awesome. I mean, there's a reason Palpatine shows up without lightsabers. I know we, we've seen him with lightsabers in you know in different parts of content, but he, this man just strolls up. You play Battlefront, it's just straight up lightning, force powers. Mm-hmm. I need more of this. It's terrifying. 
And, you know, I, I think that I said, it just reminded me of Fallen Order and how much I despise that game. It's, <laughs> bro, it's, and I, I keep calling it Uncharted, and Uncharted is like one of the greatest games ever made, but yes. it, it's, it's literally Uncharted. It's running and climbing with a lightsaber because <laughs> the force powers stink in the game. You, like, they, you literally have to recharge it through combat, and it's infuriating. And, okay, uh, what reminded me again, the death battle came out today of Obi-Wan and Kakashi. Obi-Wan yeah. won. I know that's a little sketchy to everyone, but they talked about the point how Chakra is like... I was about inward. to bring that up. Yeah, it's yeah. an inward pow- power for ninjas. The Force, it's unlimited. It's all around you. And Fallen Order just spits on that idea. You have to recharge it. The game's all about lightsaber combat, and you have to hold on to your force powers like it's ammo, like cartridges. It is, it's, it's, it's infuriating. And then I see Asuka Tano is abusing the, not abusing the force, but she's wrecking shit. Darth Maul does not need a lightsaber. He's wrecking shit. And, you know, this is why I love Star Wars. It's the force. The force is what drives everything. And, you know, fuck, fuck lightsabers. If the next series, uh, take, a, take a Ryan, whatever, uh, movies in the future, give me a Star Wars movie without the fucking lightsabers. I, Mandalorian with Yoda, baby Yoda was awesome. I love that. Bro, we were so close as far as Solo and the Mandalorian to just like going the entire way without a single lightsaber. Yes. <laughs> and just for it to get like blown at the end, like at the very, very end. Yeah, I love John Carlos Basito though. Um, I mean, you know, I, I guess I I am sliding lightsabers, but I've seen some cool cool ones. Lightsabers today, are fine. Lightsabers are fine, but I just feel like you know it would be cool to see something, see a, a piece of Star Wars media where we kind of like focus on force powers and stuff like that that's why i think yeah. the force unleashed is a better game than than fallen orders because like yeah. your yeah your force is finite but it's never really a long time before it like replenishes like yes it, it replenishes on its own you know yeah yeah so, i think fallen order would be so much better i understand you don't want to make an overpowered jedi especially when it's like this uh its own contained story and it's a padawan that's why they made him like nerf them and everything but you could at least like have the force power like continue continuously come back to him and so we can be creative with the combat style yeah. instead of the whole time it's just lightsaber duels and it's just it's boring to me i i, I can cannot have fun having, playing that game it's literally running jumping there's some cool puzzles but the, the, the combat's not fun for me yeah it's really like that uh that bloodborne dark souls type of combat and that's really yeah. that's not for everybody um it's it's certainly not the kind of game i'd first play but uh, mm-hmm. as far as what you were saying about Clone Wars and like the art style and the quality, I think the quality was significantly higher. Even from the episodes earlier in this season, the quality mm-hmm. was so much higher as far as just the animation and just like the rendering and the detail of everything. Yeah. In these last four episodes, and it kind of just like, I don't know how you can't be pissed about the eight weeks we spent watching these other poopy episodes just yeah. for like the last, those last four to be as good as they were because like i said it the last time we talked about clone wars on here it's like they really should have just squished these last four episodes into a two-hour movie and put that out yeah that would be awesome because like i i feel i feel nothing from the from the episodes prior i feel like there was nothing to be gained like there was nothing gained there was there was you know you kind of see ahsoka realize that the jedi like 
are adversely affecting the common folk of the galaxy. But I feel like you can write that in very easily to the existing mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy in yeah, like, like a few years down the line I can come go back to them. The previous ones I can't. Like I'm happy I'm happy the that it ended on such a high note. But at the same time, I'm always gonna look back and be like, "Oh, I'm 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 always gonna be slightly annoyed that I have to scroll past those first eight episodes to get to the good shit whenever yeah. I go back and watch it." Yeah. Spencer, do you have any uh, Clone Wars thoughts? Kind of crazy that it ended. I guess that's kind of the big takeaway, huh? It's the After second time it's used. But like IRL, I think everyone kind of knew that it wasn't over when it was over. Yeah, that like it was just it was it was snatched from us. Um, yeah. As far as like the what Fredo was talking about with like, you know, knowing what happens, I I I get that, but all at the same time, like I really appreciate the perspective of like, okay, what did they have to do in order to be able to survive this? And I thought that mm-hmm. was like a really interesting take because like Ahsoka, I yeah. thought like, I thought they paid good attention to that because Ahsoka was like, yo, I'm not gonna kill any of these people, and Rex is like trying to shake her and like shake some sense in her and be like, these people will fucking kill you. They don't care. Yeah, and I thought that was a really cool dynamic to to sprinkle into the uh, towards the end of the episode, and obviously that final scene was just I won't I won't say it right here because Spencer hasn't seen it yet, and I really think he should watch it. That final scene was fucking incredible. It was what the final scene was so like, dude, it made my stomach drop. Oh my god, yeah, no, it's 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 disgusting, but in like a good way. It's like it's the first like. Again, I'm trying to like I'll try to be as like vague as possible about it, but like they they wanted to achieve exactly what they did with that scene throughout the entire prequels, and they weren't able to. Mm-hmm. But with how they treated certain characters in Clone Wars, yeah, like it really hits home. It really like they're able to accomplish it for the first time because of the good character work they do in Clone Wars. Yeah, good show. I feel like again, if if you're watching Clone Wars for the first time. You can go through, go through pretty much the entire show. Once you get to season seven, just skip those first eight episodes, and then you will be you'll you'll just like there's very few moments that are even like worth sticking around for in those first eight episodes. So nah, I feel you'll like be you'll be better off, I promise. Yeah, but Fredo alluded to some big news in the Star Wars community uh, earlier in the episode. Uh, Taika Waititi. Thor Ragnarok director, Academy Award winning screenwriter, I believe. He won the he won the Oscar for screenwriting, right? Uh, if it for was Jojo Rabbit, that, yeah, yeah. yeah I think movie. he won an Oscar for Jojo Rabbit. Also directed Thor Ragnarok, which is easily top five in the MCU. I love it. Um, he is directing the next Star Wars. We just lost Spencer. What's going on? <laughs> Spence. It's all right. We'll uh, we'll get through the segment and he'll join up. Um, yes. So the next Star Wars film that comes out will be directed by written and uh, co-written and directed by Taika Waititi. I think that's a huge bag for Star Wars. Just getting pretty much, I would say, the hottest director in Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Fredo? I like it. I overall, uh, yeah, I really like it. I mean. You know, I can try to compare Thor Ragnarok to what I would want from a Star Wars film, but oh, Spencer's back. <laughs> you okay? Uh, but you know, my internet. <laughs> oh, okay. 
All right, sorry, Fredo, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no Thor right. Ragnarok, it's, uh, wait, what was that, Spencer? Hello? What the huh? fuck's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. What you say? All right. We were just talking okay. about how Taika Waititi is directing the next Star Wars movie. Oh, I thought you, first of all, you like, guys were saying Taika, like the rapper, and I was like, how did, how did that come about? It's <laughs> a big he step up a director. That's a big... <laughs> That's yeah. a different <laughs> the adventure first... altogether. <laughs> the first scene in the movie is just ah, he's <laughs> <laughs> just everyone just rapping like viciously. In the That'd uh, be a different the... take on Star Wars. When you first when you first hit that first credit scene, it's directed by T. Raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fredo, Taika Waititi is directing Star Wars. How do you feel yeah. about it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm excited for it, but I, I... it depends how much power he has i guess like how how much creativity creative creative freedom they let him have but yeah as you you said it he's writing and directing it so that's a very good sign i can talk about the ragnarok and try to compare it to star wars in a bit but you know it's it's a fun movie but what i've noticed from ragnarok and even jojo rabbit like he he's a pretty ambitious guy like, I've not seen JoJo, but I've seen reviews from all over the place. How much people hate it. He how much pushes the envelope pretty hard Ex- in JoJo. Exactly. That's you need that in Star Wars right now. It's just so fucking bland. Rise of Skywalker. I, I, it's not just Rise of Skywalker. It's just, it's been overall boring. Besides the Last Jedi for me, it, it, in the whole Disney era, Force Awakens is an overly safe film. It's it's a good one. I'm not gonna slander it. I, I like it. It's just not too much happens. The Last Jedi is very ambitious. Rise of Skywalker. My, which, yeah. yeah. Rise of Skywalker have, is just another fucking blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the movies, but they're just <laughs> Star Wars needs the like, creative juice, juices right now. And, you know, Ragnarok, this guy blinds Thor. He just changes his whole look. He saves a, he saves a whole Thor franchise. The first and second kill Yeah, bro. Yeah, no, this guy... He's ambitious. I like that. It's it's a good mix at this point. Let let him have fun with it. Yeah. I have my own thoughts on that, but I want to hear what Spencer thinks about Taika taking over. Spence? Is that the dude who made Thor Ragnarok? Yes. He okay, uh, played awesome. Korg. I could definitely go for a funny Star Wars movie. Yeah. I... Oh, I saw you texted me. Was yeah, I was, making... I was wondering. I was wondering what was happening to you. <laughs> yeah, everything's coming back online now as we speak. Uh, no, it's cool. Yeah, Star Wars always has like humor in it, but it would be great to see like a movie that's actually kind of like almost comedy. Like, I think that'd be really good for the series. So yeah, I I agree with both of you guys as far as just like as far as what Fredo is saying that like they need someone who's creative and is going to like have a unique vision for what they're whatever particular project they're going to do. Like that's going to be that's desperately like they need to inject some kind of like new life into the into the series for sure. Um, I think Taika is and and in response to what Spencer said, I think Taika is a perfect guy to do that because like Ryan Johnson pushed Star Wars forward, I believe, in a, in a positive way. But he just did it in a really like provocative kind of way. He really wanted to confront the audience with kind of a lot of the things that they may be like you know, hadn't considered about Star Wars prior. <laughs> what? What's going on? 
No, it's just listening to what you're saying. It's it's. I'm reminded of the meme of Ryan Johnson. <laughs> like, oh, you, do you want to know the terrifying truth? truth? Or do you want to <laughs> see me in a couple dingers? The Simpsons. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't want to interrupt. It's just hilarious. No, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Ryan Johnson did it in a really like like confront confrontational like provocative way but i think taika could do it like just his directorial style leads me to believe that he could also push the envelope creatively in a way that's kind of like easier on the audience as far as just like because he's funny and humor like appeals itself to people more than than being just hey do you want to know the dark and scary truth about everything (laughs) so i i think that this is the perfect kind of like you know, obviously you can't, no one's going to hamstring Taika Waititi at this point. He made, you know, the most successful Thor film. He, like I said, he's the hottest director in Hollywood right now. So I think that, you know, not that I was ever really worried about him getting that kind of like hamstrung by any of the higher ups at Lucasfilm. That's not really how they, I don't really think that's how they operate over there. Mm-hmm. But I, I I'm not afraid for, for that to happen in this case, and so I'm I'm actually really excited for this movie. What do you guys think is like? What What are your expectations for? What era do we think this is going to be set in? Or what era would you like it to be set in? Because there's obviously nothing to go off of. I know Fredo talked before. about. I know Fredo talked about like wanting to kind of move on from lightsabers. So you think like? Do you hope we're in like a super mega prehistoric? version of the star wars galaxy or what oh wow that, that's a very that's a cool idea um you know i really do want the future because uh, i i think you could do something about lightsabers i don't know like five i i i, I don't want it in this current era actually you know that's a very yeah, good you question. can't have it during any... like this the galactic civil war like it's it's gonna be a pretty far departure from the skywalker saga timeline i'm, yeah. I'm almost certain yeah, I don't have a good answer for you. I, I would want it to be in the future, but there's a lot of implications there. And Spence, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, one um, of the things I'm most worried about is uh, that there's going to be a boo boo villain. Yeah, as far as just like, in what way? Because Thor Ragnarok was mega boo boo when it came to the villain of that movie. You didn't like Hella? No, it was terrible. You didn't like Hella? No, Bro, she's Hela just like the most terrifying. pointless, like evil, like just straight up. Like I hate villains that are just like, "Hey, I'm gonna destroy stuff," and I'm, "Hey, I'm evil." Come on, I think hey. that's well, it, it makes. I think it's a little short sighted on Hella. Yeah. What? what was that? I think it's a little short sighted on that for Hella because I think there's a little more to the character than that. Yeah, there is more to the character from Come like on. her, her like feud with Odin and how it progressed, but. You know, in a setting of just gods and goddesses, that, that's how it's always been. And she is Hela, the goddess. Yeah. Hela, to me, is like a sins of the father kind of character where yeah. like, Odin's past mistakes have kind of manifested himself in her. Yeah, but he died. Thor, yeah, exactly. So Thor has to be the one who has to pay for his sins, which is, mm-hmm. one, of the, which, which is one of the themes is Thor's kind of relationship with his father and dependence on it and stuff like that. So it's not my favorite. Like, I feel like I feel like there's not that that it's too reliant on subtext as far as in the movie, but I can see what the the intent was with Helen. So I'm not I, I uh, I'm 
I'm pretty sure Tyka's got this, man. I think the villain's going to be fine. We've had worse villains yeah. in Star Wars and in Marvel. Thor <laughs> the Dark World. Golly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't want that to be the bar to clear, honestly. Like, let's not ever go back to that time. I mean, I don't think that, like, well, yeah, obviously he was the guy who had to follow up Thor to Dark World. So I don't know. I feel like as, as something that is just a refreshing kind of change of pace for Star Wars, I think would be the best way to go about it. But let's yeah. uh, let's let's move. Hold on. Last one. Last one real quick. Are you guys more excited for this movie or for Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Ooh, I'll take Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Spence. I'll take Taika. It's because you don't think Ryan Johnson should even have his own trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I you haven't been saying that. It's just I'm watching. Know, I, it, obviously, I'm excited for Te- for Taika. It's just how do you pronounce his name? I don't want to keep ruining it. Like I did Ryan Johnson at first. Taika, it's Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. White. I was gonna say his first name. Taika. 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 Okay. Yeah. Taika. There you go. I'm excited for his movie, but it. Sounds like it's just gonna be like its own one-off movie, and I—I I don't even know if the trilogy is still gonna happen. But I would be more excited for a trilogy just because it has a lot, like, more serious implications for the, for the overall story. Ryan uh, recently said movie, on Twitter that yeah. he's still working on it. That would be awesome. I—I I, I gotta see that tweet just to get my hopes up again. But a one-off movie, you know, it, it sounds like they could be leaning into the Marvel formula, and I do not want that. I don't know how that would work in a Star Wars universe. That sounds actually kind of gross, but if this is its own, just its own thing, I'm I'm fine with it. I think I'd still be more excited for Ryan's. Like I've only I haven't I'm not like super uber familiar with Tyka's work. I obviously like what I've seen so far from him, but I think this one might be his huge benchmark to be like, oh, is he going to be like a, a a you know a stable mate or of Hollywood for the upcoming you know yeah. decade or so? This will be his his great trial for that. So yeah. Well, we're excited for this just because it's something new. We want something new in Star Wars. For, for Ryan, it, The Last Jedi, he knew exactly what Star Wars is, respected it, and just told you guys it's, it's time to kind of like move on in a way. And he still gave it its respects. And mm-hmm. people just don't want to realize that with like Luke and everything. Yeah. One day, man, one day we'll have an honest discussion on everyone will be able to be honest about that movie. Um, well, <laughs> the I next thing saying that they did not like the last Jedi because Luke Skywalker threw the lightsaber over his shoulder. So fucking stupid. I saw that tweet today. <laughs> it happened in episode six, guy. It's the most important thing in the original trilogy, bro. We've been throwing lightsabers for years. Yeah, it's what made him a Jedi. <laughs> You're saying this is what pisses you off. Okay. All right. Um, there's one thing that kind of happened in the Star Wars world that uh came out today was um rooster teeth rooster teeth uh bought a show called death battle on youtube uh it is what it sounds like they take characters from fiction and they pit them against each other and do a pretty deep analysis of their weapons and skills and stuff like that and they animate a fight between those two characters and their most recent one came out today on may the 4th it was obi-wan kenobi versus kakashi hatake from naruto did we all we all watch this right yeah see all right so if you haven't watched it go watch it right now and then come back but we're uh the fight ends with obi-wan killing kakashi hatsuke and i just want to i want to i want to open the floor for debate on whether or not we think this is 
if we think this is legit. Um, they made Obi Wan pretty OP. The way they <laughs> it. there was like one segment they're talking because they took it very literal that Luke compared Obi Wan to a previous Jedi that could make black holes, and then they pretty much <laughs> yeah, they're talking about like Force users holding planets together. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, are we sure Obi Wan could do this? Yeah, I don't know about all that, bro. This guy would have killed the chosen one himself. Oh, but I don't know the way they rationalized it. I guess it made sense, but I'm not gonna complain. Just are we sure, Spencer? What did you think? I just felt. I, I mean, I they mentioned a lot of stuff that I just hadn't read, so it didn't have a lot of weight to me. I just went off of what I've seen, like on the screen and stuff. Mm-hmm, he exactly. just doesn't seem nearly as fast as they make him seem. Like that was definitely one of the things. Like, Obi Wan or Kakashi. Obi-Wan. Okay. Made him seem a lot quicker than he was, especially if you like look at his peak, which is supposedly like episode three. Yeah. I'm thinking Kakashi's significantly faster than that version. And it seems like they kind of undercut Kakashi to just be some like dork. <laughs> if that I feel like my biggest <laughs> my biggest issue with it was that like they kind of discounted a lot of Kakashi's stuff, but they didn't discount like as far as like the issue of like scaling power. They were like, oh, other Force users have done this, so Obi-Wan must be able to do it. But for Kakashi, it was like, no, he can't do the perfect Susanoo. He can't do a bunch of Monk Yekya Sharingan abilities. And it's like, this doesn't seem very fair to me. You know, because, yeah. again, like, Obi-Wan's not holding a fucking planet together. Like, I've never <laughs> seen him do that. <laughs> I have no reason to believe that he'd be able to do that. And they use that as, like, one of the basis for him to be able to be like, oh, the Force is yeah. that much more powerful than than one guy using chakra it's like ah, ah. yeah i don't think yeah, there's that, a world yeah. I, I don't doubt that there is a world where obi-wan can be kakashi in a fight i'm just not sure if it would be this this particular earth 313 version of of uh events <laughs> i would think kakashi would be ex- like much more cautious too it made him seem like the man just goes absolutely bonkers every time he fights somebody yeah like and the, like no sub no substitutions and shit like that you know like he used, he used they, the they light clone super light on that yeah yeah he used the lightning clone one time my like my thing is like they never want to take in like the characters like traits like their personality traits in a context and I feel like I get that because you want them to fight to the death and like a lot of these characters would have morals that would conflict fighting to the death but at the same time like is Obi Wan going balls to the wall to fight this guy. <laughs> I don't think so. And is Kakashi just like going like all out, like, all right, I'm just gonna kill you <laughs> like, out of nowhere? I was like, that seems a little extreme. They always like they always do that though. It's like someone's someone just like escalates it so much, like out of nowhere. <laughs> they'll like they'll have yeah. like Goku walking down the street and he bumps shoulders with Superman and they just go, I'm gonna fucking kill you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Put him up, dude. Honestly, I think Kakashi would beat him. I think Kakashi would be because I think like he's he's had his hands in the fucking mud. I think he'd be like more willing to go the distance to do what it takes to kill Obi Wan. I don't think Obi Wan has it in him. Couldn't even kill Anakin. Yeah, Obi Wan's not a killer. I just think Kakashi is significantly faster too. I don't think they. I don't think Obi Wan would be able to keep up. I think they they greatly overstated. They greatly overstated (laughs) Obi Wan's abilities. 
I think like the only feats I truly bought into were his reaction time, talking about the yeah. nanosecond and everything. Just mm-hmm. you know how, how the force works and how we can like pre, like kind of see the future and uh, yeah, be able to tell, basically like, a sharing gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the force is probably it is like the, the perfect counter for that. But yeah, overall, I will I would take Kakashi over him. Actually, what the sh- the shitty thing about that is that like Kakashi tries to use um Sukuyomi on him, and then Obi Wan's able to use the force to kind of like see through it. But then yeah. Kakashi isn't able to use the Sharingan to copy any of the force abilities. That's fucked up. That's not fair. I feel like I I, yeah. I agree with the sentiment that neither of them can mess with each other's heads. Yeah, I feel like that should just be eliminated from the equation completely. Yeah. So uh, I thought they, I thought that was the, I thought that was the most accurate part of the video. I don't think he'd be able to use uh, Jedi mind tricks on him. I don't think he'd be able to use uh, Genjutsu on him. So it would be a straight up fight. All right, so we're all in agreement that Kakashi would probably beat Obi Wan, right? Yes, but All Might would be. Uh... Oh, oh, guys. Brother. oh yeah, the Mike I one. No way. Oh no. Wait, what? All right, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me set the stage here. Uh they did Mike Guy versus All Might in a death battle not too long ago. Oh, and Fredo shit. was furious that Mike Guy won because he believes that All Might could whoop Mike Guy's ass. Yes. Uh, have at it, my boys. Have at what? it. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, if, if Mike Guy's going to the seventh gate, no way, dude. No way. Bro, at All Might's prime, this guy's lifting up buildings. <laughs> he's so much faster. No, if he doesn't, if he doesn't go for the gate of death, I say no. But once you open the gate of death, dude, you're like the most unstoppable force ever. He was with Madara's ass with the gate of death. Fredo yeah. hasn't seen that part of shipping in. No, uh, I, have. I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. I don't know. It's only it's only willing if my guy's willing to die just to beat somebody. I don't know if he is. Well, that's we'll do a did. yeah. Go ahead, Fredo. Sorry, that's what they did in Death Battle. Right. I just, I'm a, yeah, it's whoever uses we'll have, it for yeah. ultimate move first loses. <laughs> we'll have a uh, another My Hero Academia episode soon because season four just wrapped up not too long ago, I'm and it was fantastic. My Hero, man, they will I'm not so- release the newest movie on like streaming. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah, they like, really should do that. Get a chance to see it. Yeah, we yeah, really should do that. So for a week before Honestly, all this stuff went down. It was it was fun watching it in theaters with a live audience. I, after then, I don't I don't want to see it in person anymore. You were really hype on it when uh, when you first watched Bro, it because it was it, I, as I said, it, like live audience. When you see a character appearances, like there's this one point, like Deku gotcha. is like fighting the main villain, and then he's yeah. on the ropes, and then like uh, a side character calls out for help. Literally two seconds later, Bakugo shows up and the whole audience goes crazy because he starts looking so. at. Yeah. And the it's first just, movie it's really good. The first movie the first movie was better, in my opinion. Oh okay. interesting. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll come back yeah. for another My Heroes episode soon and we'll we'll review both of those movies. Yeah. There is uh there is more video game talk, however, because Fredo, if you obviously earlier in the pod was getting spicy on Fallen Order, he's also getting spicy on it on the timeline. Um, they did just release an update to the game, adding like a bunch of new like time challenges and just more content and like more skins and stuff like that. And also a sequel to the game will be coming out in 2021. My thing, my one, my one request for a sequel of Fallen Order is that 
Cal Kestis is not the protagonist. <laughs> Someone else, please be the like. So Katano be the protagonist. That'd be that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. Cal is so swaggerless. Cal He's is kind of boring, man. I feel so like, um, like, like they had the opportunity. Like they 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 made the character. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I might get canceled. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not gonna get canceled, but like they decide to make the main character a ginger to like <laughs> <laughs> well represent people, <laughs> and they purposely made him boring. Like this does not help their case. Breaking Fredo de God <laughs> Seven calls Cal Kestis a soy boy. <laughs> nah, it's just like you. You have the chance to, I guess. Rehab the images of gingers, and I don't know. <laughs> but you made them purposely boring. It's like, what are you guys doing, bro? You gingers catching strays was the last thing I expected to hear on the podcast today. <laughs> I, I like gingers. I, I'm not trying to judge people. It's just you know how, <laughs> like, they have an image that they have like no soul, whatever. Like they're not well represented in different forms of media. Like they never make a ginger. The main character of anything. <laughs> if you Break do it, and you ruin it, <laughs> you ruin it. I guess like the last cool ginger people liked was Dexter, and he's a serial killer. Yeah, Dexter is ginger. We like Emma Stone. Oh, Emma Big Stone, right? awesome. Big fan of Emma Stone over here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, do you have a wish list for a Fallen Order sequel? Uh. Maybe just a little more fast pace, and I, I hate. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of backtracking as much as it was in the game. Oh, backtracking man. is fine in Resident Evil because it you go back to do something, but a lot of time in Fallen Order, you're literally just going back to go back. I There's nothing that. else. I hated that so much, man. Just trying to find your way back to like your ship or something yeah. like that. Just physically trying to go annoying. back to the start point. Very annoying. Um, I would also assume that Spencer wants to be able to play the game when the Fallen Order sequel comes out. I can't get the disc to work. <laughs> I've tried the like, internet solutions and stuff. It, it, it won't play. I, I can't play the game. We've had nothing to do, and Spencer is trying to play Jedi Fallen Order, and he simply cannot. As much as I, I, I had a desire one day to do it, too, and I just... I'm done, man. <laughs> I don't know. What, I, I'm not buying a new disc, like, just to... <laughs> play the game it's like that's nuts i'm 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 excited for a fallen order sequel i hope they put a little more work into the story they obviously put a lot of work into the gameplay and i think it really boils down to a preference thing whether you like it or not um but i think the story was a little weak so i would definitely that's definitely on my wish list for for a sequel there actually is more uh video game talk here because battlefront 2 our our beloved baby boy Battlefront Two EA's Battlefront Two, um, they're done. The last content update for Battlefront Two has come out, so they are done supporting that game further. And I just want to say F's in the chat for Battlefront Two because I don't think a game has had a bigger comeback like than that game. It's a crazy comeback. You've seen you've seen like what was the one game? It was like it was not Outer Worlds, but it was something like that. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky was a fucking mess at launch. But like very steadily through content updates and stuff like that and a persistent team became very, very good. And I think Battlefront 2 has done that even better. 
Did they ever add multiplayer to No Man's Sky? I think so. I think they like fixed everything in the game that there were issues with at launch. Yeah, I was so excited to play it again. Yeah, you 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 play it? No Man's Sky. I haven't played it. Okay. We need to get rid of E three. I I think Corona already did. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like E three used to put deadlines on games for no reason. And they just came out not ready. And I think no E3 allows developers to release content when it's actually ready. That's just such a major problem over the past couple of years. And the reason why I very rarely buy games at release because you just have to wait for them to actually fix the game. There's for sure never going to be another E3. It's cooked. PlayStation. There's no way. PlayStation Everyone's just going to have their own conference now. Corona just signed it. Yeah, like... PlayStation does their own thing already. Nintendo's been yeah. doing directs for forever. Like, there's no way that we get to slander off on Nintendo. I fucking despise. Oh, oh. What's like, the issue? What's the beef with Nintendo? It's just yeah, Nintendo. Nintendo has a potential to like be the goat, and they just choose not to like purposely uh, like, because no one on their no one at Nintendo knows how to run a business. That's okay. God, that makes it's, sense. It's, it's so the, the fucking Switch. It's such a fun piece of fucking technology, but then just the way it's it's just ran online, it's completely garbage. And it's 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 extremely hard to connect with people on Switch. It's so bad. It is so fucking bad. Why do I have to add someone with a fucking codes, bro? Bro, they were like, it was it was the one thing everyone was like, wow. I really like my Nintendo 3DS, but this friend code thing kind of fucking blows, doesn't it? And then Nintendo's like, we hear you. So we put that on the Switch. Like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, if, this, if they knew how to run an online platform, I would not own a PlayStation right now. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of things that Nintendo doesn't like. I think the only, only thing Nintendo understands how to do is make good gaming shit. And I don't think they understand any of the other parts of that go into being a video game company. Yeah. Nintendo, sell yourself to Sony. Let them handle it. Oh, brother. <laughs> I'm not sure about all that. I'm not sure about all that. I said all that. No, about, definitely uh, not. Bro, just What's up? Nintendo, Nintendo, please make a Nintendo Switch Pro and fix the fucking online. Just make it. It's 2020. Jesus Christ. Why are we adding each other with codes? You don't have places. You don't have parties to talk. It's it's just awful all around. I'd buy a Switch Pro. Yeah, easily HD. Oh my god, that'd be a full 1080p screen on on handheld. That'd be incredible. Full blown games. The controllers, my bro. The controllers think too. Like they're they're so fucking flat and small. You the Joy Cons. I don't like the Joy Cons. Yeah, you have to have a pro controller to play like proper games. I play because I can't play handheld at all. Like I play handheld more than twenty minutes, my hand starts to cramp. Yeah. Um, I said all that about Battlefront Two to say that uh, they confirmed a new Battlefront game from Dice to be coming in twenty twenty, either twenty one or twenty two. So same thing with Fallen Order. What has to be done in Battlefront Three for it to be better than Battlefront Two at its at its peak? Oh, uh, more customization. That would be awesome. Be yeah. Please, like Halo, Halo level customization. There were really cool skins 
but like me being limited to very certain type of outfits for each faction was really shitty. That's why I never played um it's why I never played any of the resistance era um of game modes because I hated playing as the resistance because they all looked like dorks. Yeah. Uh, new game modes too, man. Yeah. New game modes, new maps. Make the space combat uh, more fun. No one would play it. Yeah, I I, I loved it, but everyone else hated it. Uh, it's funny because in the original Battlefront, they're like, "Where are the space dog fights?" And they put it in yeah. the next game, and nobody fucking plays them. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I Battlefront was good. It's just it was great. Minor t- there's there's minor tweaks you can do just to make it fun. As Spencer said, customization maps uh just find a way to make it like less repetitive you fucking fix the heroes i i despise the heroes them. are the biggest heroes, that's the one for me heroes should not have cards there's no way they should have cards yep everyone should have the same exact hero and beyond that yeah like i feel like yeah you should make the like the heroes is the biggest thing for me one i feel like that you need to switch up the mechanics of playing as the hero like playing as a jedi feels very clunky mm-hmm like I just like the way you like strike as a Jedi, like you move forward as you swing the lightsaber. That's weird. That's not natural to me. So mm-hmm. I feel like that should be something they workshop. There are times where playing as a hero can feel really like satisfying. Like when I play as Yoda, I love playing as Yoda because he just flies all over the place and you can't really shoot him. Yeah. But heroes for me. And also like, I understand how long it takes to get stuff done, but like, I don't know. Like, they just added uh like empire and rebel alliance maps to galactic supremacy hmm. so you're just now able to play galactic supremacy in the in the age of rebellion which i feel yeah. like we've been wanting since like earlier in the year cuz we've been we we pretty much picked this game up in tandem with like starting this podcast and playing it a lot and that's the one thing it was just like okay we can only play galactic supremacy during the clone wars i would like to play it in in other eras and we were never able, able to do that yeah so if you're going to make a good game mode make it available for all eras yeah but I honestly like videos, i i think the clunkiness only works for kylo ren that's he's like the only guy that works for and darth vader in my opinion yeah cuz they both feel like hulking brutes exactly it would be nice if just they all the heroes felt different. Like, like Luke does run faster, but he doesn't feel more mobile. Um, Make a yeah. better campaign too. You guys ever played the Battlefront Two campaign? For like an hour. Good lord, it stinks. It's very boring. Yeah, it's the just original not... Battlefront Two campaign is fantastic. Yeah, because you go across as the Five Hundred First and you unlock like the voice diaries and shit. That was cool. Amazing. Yeah, I know. I don't like the new, but I don't like the Battlefront camp, the Battlefront Two campaign. It's not very engaging at all, which is crazy because it covers such a significant era of the sequel timeline. It's the Battle of Jakku, like that's the that's the kind of the final set piece for the game, and I just didn't care for that at all. Yeah, do better in the campaign. I feel like that's just that's a that should just be a company memo for for Star Wars. Just do better story stuff yeah a note to all teams (laughs) um but yeah battlefront 3 or whatever they're end up gonna gonna end up calling it is coming out in the next year or so um i want to wrap up the pod with one very simple question 
to you gentlemen mm-hmm. what is the best star wars video game bar none undisputed i know it was a tough question everyone's in stunned silence spencer what's your favorite what's the best battle for a uh, star wars game probably the original knights of the old republic what about it it's just something that you are not ready to it's just not you're not physically prepared to play that game if you've never seen any piece of media on it and you just go into it you're just like whoa like everything is here at all times and you can do whatever you want in the game and you have to earn earn getting a lightsaber so that when you finally get it is like one of the best feelings in the world and you have to be like super strategic with everything it's fun to talk to people because you have these massive open world things I think I put 32 hours into it in my first like three days of playing it. Like I, I couldn't stop because there was just so much to do and so much to see. And it was just fun to do it because it was challenging, but it's possible. Like I never once said I have to look up a guide. I just did it and I was happy to figure it out. Bro, the first like mission in KOTOR, like the opening of KOTOR is like there is something to be said about like the first mission of a video game being really like exciting and cool. And I believe that KOTOR is up there. He's up there with like Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2's first mission was fucking bananas. But Fredo. Uncharted 2? What's that? Wait, wait, what was the last thing you said? The first mission in Uncharted 2 Among Thieves is probably oh, yeah. the best opening in any video game. Mm-hmm. All right. So we gave you some time to stew on it. What's the best Star Wars video game, Fredo? I really do not know. Uh... You know, I have a I had a lot of fun <laughs> to be that guy. I, I had a lot of fun playing Star Wars Force Unleashed. I know that's mine too. It's just fun, literally. I, I you can write any complaint, but I literally had fun. Play, I replayed it like three or four times, and I don't do that for a lot of video games. And yeah, I've I, replayed I've replayed the Force Unleashed more than probably any other game that I'll ever replay. Yeah, because it was a pretty short game. You could you could yeah. knock out Force Unleashed in like three four hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another one I really had fun playing Renegade Squadron when it first came out. I got the, yeah, it was the first online Battlefront game. I got the Darth Vader PSP for that. The the, the all white one of the Darth Vader image on the back. Oh, that's fine. Oh my god, I I played it all the time. I swear to you, I was. I think I was like top fifteen in the world for like kills and multiplayer. It's, <laughs> I was obsessed. It's just the the thing is for that game, which it was kind of bad. <laughs> the aiming was not <laughs> on. The aiming was not on. <laughs> you just work on yeah. You 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 guys know how, how locking on works. So for me, it's it's got to be Force Unleashed because I don't know. I feel bad saying that because I feel like it's somewhat contributory to the culture around Star Wars right now is ever because they want everyone to fucking be Star Killer pretty much now. Yeah. So it it probably opened the floodgates to something overall that was really shitty. But playing in that like as far as just like video games being an escapist medium and you being able to like put yourself into the character that you're playing as like that was awesome. That was very empowering just to be able to like let like do copious amounts of of force lightning and pull down star destroyers out of the sky like that shit was crazy so 
and then like it just introducing it was more of like it was probably the first time we've gotten like a linear story based uh video not story based but story centric um video game for star wars that was that good mm-hmm. you know obviously kotor is like an rpg and there's a lot of different ways you can take that but there's like a very linear story in, in force unleashed and being able to go through that was honestly really like really fun and especially because it held up on multiple like playthroughs yeah and ultimately more disappointing is because force unleashed 2 was fucking garbage it was horrible (laughs) all right i think that's cocaine it was pure it was pure just adrenaline yeah i can't slander it of course it's bad for me but i had fun doing it ultimately yeah like we're probably gonna regret force unleashed story being like yeah the most powerful being in the fucking galaxy introduced to all these guys who make who spent their childhood looking up super saiyan 50 fan art (laughs) do you remember doing do you guys remember doing that spencer did you ever do that i remember like white clothing and stuff the whole the whole thing man (laughs) bro he like had like the super saiyan 4 he was also like like fused with the gray ape and like (laughs) the hair was white Oh my God. That was around the time where I found out Shippuden actually exists, and that's the reason I didn't believe it did. <laughs> I was like, okay, Super Saiyan 50 doesn't exist, so definitely there's not a sequel to Naruto. It definitely does not exist. <laughs> there's no way there's an actual like third Sharingan level. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same stuff. It just actually happened. <laughs> Naruto Shippuden is like straight pure fan service. It was incredible. I loved it. <laughs> I'm posting the Super Saiyan 50 on Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing. There was like a same, like there was a equally as as prom, uh, prominent like subculture about like for Naruto stuff because it would be like the eternal, everlasting, uh, unending Gekyo Sharingan. <laughs> and it would be like it would just be like the regular Sharingan with like 80 scri- like symmetrical scribbles across the the pupil. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are the people that that uh that's what uh, that's that's how the force unleashed they, it was speaking to those people. <laughs> that's all I got for the rundown, guys. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, say goodbye to the people? Oh, I'll be streaming. Yeah. Old uh Star Wars N64 games tomorrow. Or yeah, so we're I gonna... guess whenever you listen to it. Streaming output is going to be increased because we're finally uh, doing hardware upgrades around here. So hopefully the quarantine lasts long enough for us to take advantage of the free time that we get. But yeah, uh, look at Spencer streaming at Argy Culture. I'll be streaming at Kev underscore OML. If Fredo ever decides to stream ever again in his life, he'll be at Fredo <laughs> to God on Twitch. All it's of us on too Twitch. much work, man. I I do not like talking when I'm like. It's pretty much much like work. Streaming is a high energy like thing. You got to really be, you really got to be uh, like up. Exactly. I'm quiet the entire time. I just I only talk when I'm like giving orders. Yeah. You got anything else to uh to talk about? Anything you want to get off your chest? How did you feel about Martin's memes today, Fredo? That was that was very scary stuff. Oh man, he's his chin is becoming more chiseled. It's very scary. <laughs> I saw a video of him today. Man, his chin is square. <laughs> He's developing a new, into a blade, so he can assassinate government leaders with it. <laughs> it's crazy, man. He makes a lot of money out for that, so good for him. 
All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Blue Milk Boys. Clone Wars is over. Um, Star Wars video games are on the horizon. And apparently Obi-Wan is more powerful than Kakashi. That's, that's, that's the main takeaways from this week's episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening as always. Uh, yeah, follow the Twitter. Follow each of us on Twitter. And we'll see you guys next time. Execute Order 66. Execute Order 66.